All right, welcome back to the Puck Placement Podcast presented by Sports Ethos. Back here with another season preview and uh, focus on fantasy outlook on the Dallas Stars. Um, Previous episode was the uh, Avalanche. So we're going down the Western Conference. We might take a detour to um, headline some Eastern Conference teams as we near the season. Um, Eastern Conference is much more interesting. (laughs) Um, So we'll probably go over there to try to get uh, most of the league covered before uh, the season is really upon us. Um, And then we'll be coming out with a big uh, preseason predictions slash awards podcast with a couple of guys. Um, And we'll uh, be highlighting the gambling side of things, you know, we'll, you know, some future bets, and then we'll probably highlight a few um, bets on the first games of the season, um, add a little wagering side to the equation. Um, But uh, today, like I said, Dallas Stars are the focus. Um, They finished second in the central uh, behind Colorado, a uh, another very good season. And then in the uh, postseason, they made it to the conference finals and lost. Um, Seems like can't seem to get over that hump. Um, Not saying it's easy. Of course, you know, getting there is hard enough. And then having the right structure to battle through the playoff uh, style hockey. Um, It seems to be night and day from the regular season. Um, But uh, yeah, they made a coaching change to, from Rob Ronas to, uh, to Peter DeBoer, uh, who was previously in Vegas, um, who ended up winning, of course. Um, but so that was an interesting dynamic. I think DeBoer is the right choice here. Um, get the offense going in, a, in the right direction. And um, they, did, they did exactly that. Jason Robertson had a breakout year. Um, Joe Pavelski had a great year. You know, stayed healthy the entire year as he even at uh, age 38. Uh, Rupe Hintz missed, uh, you know, about 10 games, uh, but uh, put up a healthy, uh, healthy amount of points in that time. Um, Miro Haskinen, of course, their number one D, uh, had a phenomenal year. He continues. He's 23 still, and he looks like a seasoned vet and uh, a great two-way player. Obviously, um, a guy you, I think, can take a bigger step forward, but we'll get into that in just a second. Um, Jamie Ben had a decent year, um, but I, I think uh, he's better suited in a, uh, a depth role as we head into this year and with the additions they made in the off season. Um, I think, just you know, sub- subtracting subtracting the players they did, I think, is a good thing. Uh, they Luke Glenn, Glenn Denning is in Tampa Bay now. He's an older vet. Colin Miller went to Jersey. He was a liability. Max Domi uh, chose Toronto. And he, he did fine in Dallas, uh, did really well in the, in the postseason. Um, but uh, they added a few guys that should add some, I think, a boost uh, one of those guys is Matt Duchesne. 
another guy, Sam Steele, coming over from Minnesota, and uh, Craig Smith, the uh, scrappy vet who's just seems to, I don't know, my memory only seems to bring uh, some you know big clutch goals to the surface. You know whether he's in Boston or Nashville, um, it's, uh, you know maybe just being a Blackhawks fan that's maybe the trigger, but. Um, not a whole, not a whole lot of change on the uh, defensive side of things. They brought in Derek Pouliot, but I uh, can't foresee a, a a real role for him. The goaltending stays the same, which I'm surprised. I think they, I mean, there's still time to make a move, and they probably will during the season. I think, as far as uh, backing up Jake Ottinger who's an all-world goalie. But uh, having a a good number two is huge. Uh, Not just regular season, but especially in the postseason. Obviously, you're going to ride your guy, but during regular season, I actually might backtrack my statement. It's more important to have a a good backup in the regular season so you can give your number one plenty of rest. Um, I I was talking to one of my buddies in Dallas, and I predicted it. I, you know... I'm not going to just, I know it's hearsay, but they were riding Ottinger for seven games in a row. That's just toward the end of the season, you know, when you're trying to burn your guy out before you even get to the playoffs. Insane. And he performed, I mean, not average, I would say, in the postseason. And uh, that led to some very tight series and inevitably a, uh, a, uh, an early exit. Um, earlier exit than they hoped, of course. Um, Golden Knights put a stop to that, um, as we know. But uh, like I said, not a lot of changes on that defensive side. So the focus is on the forwards. But uh, before we get to there, I just want to say, I think getting uh, the youngster, um, what's his name? Uh, Thomas Harley, that guy... Um, didn't really shine in the regular season, of course. He only played six games, came up a little late. Uh, but in the postseason, he put up nine points in 19 games. And um, let's see. Um, yeah, one of the bright spots, I'd say. I mean, one of the few guys who wasn't a minus um, on the whole. Uh, was only given 16 minutes. I thought he should have played a lot more. Ryan Suter is kind of my focus here on the defensive side. Um, he's 38. He's played forever. Played 23 minutes in the postseason. I think they should have uh, broken that up and played Harley a lot more. There's a better skater, you know, uh, can handle the puck fine. And um, I, I see him moving up. Right now he's projected as a second D pair, but... And I get, I get it. Suter is a leader, of course. You know that veteran leadership, blah blah blah. But if you, I think Harley and Heiskanen could be a pretty dangerous combo. And I thought they should have. I thought they should have made a move for a defensive a D man in the offseason. That's passed. Um, you know they clearly trust this group, but uh, I, I can see that changing up. Um, and again, maybe leaving Harley on the second pairing will leave more balance, but that's a big hole with Suter. He's, he can get skated around pretty easily. 
is not what he used to be. Um, that's pretty apparent. So a team that's in the championship window per se didn't do much on that defensive side. And that's pretty much what let them down in the postseason. They had plenty of scoring, even depth scoring and the defense and, you know, subpar goaltending at times is what was their Achilles heel. So not doing much and trusting that Harley is going to be kind of that linchpin by virtue of just starting out with the team. I think you're playing with fire. I think they do make a move during the season. It'd be interesting who they go after. Um, <clears throat> there will be plenty of teams, of course, to pick from uh, as we get into the season and, you know, the, the contenders versus the pretenders. And then the, you know, the cellar dwellers will of course rise to the, rise to the surface, but I feel like you want to get that that defensive pairing and you know the group of six all figured out during regular season, and then when you hit the postseason, you got your you got your combinations figured out and you got good chemistry and, and so forth. But um, that's the way Dallas wants to roll. That's what that's why they that's the way they want to roll. But um, and then the goal and the goal, you know. Goaltending the backup is Wedgwood. Guy stinks. Just flat out stinks. Not not a real goaltender. Um, did horrible as a backup. And uh, I think, you know, that's why he was seldom used and why Ottinger was ridden so hard. But there's a better way to go about it. And we'll see. But right now I'm, I'm not too high on their chances as the roster is... At, at present um, so the current forwards lineup uh, we have a pretty similar first line with uh, Jason Robertson had over 100 points last year he'll be you know, I mean I'll project him to be around that same number 109 points he's a top tier fantasy player top tier reality player uh, Rope Hints probably in a tier below but one of the best centers uh, he's got the insane speed if he can get a full season I think uh, we he could push into another tier but um, you know another young young gun for Dallas he's gonna be there a while and then uh, Joe Pavelski who put up 77 points in a full season pretty good for his age the guy seems to be ageless at this point, we'll see if he sticks with that first line, um, and then you know see if there's some shuffling uh, with given the new additions. Um, the second line, as far as daily faceoff has it, is Jamie Ben, Wyatt Johnston, and Evgeny Evgeny Dadanov, um, and then Mason Marchment, Tyler Sagan, and Matthew Shane. Of course, I said uh, highlighted before the newcomer. Uh, that would be the third line. I really like that combination. I just worry about having Jamie Ben next to Johnson, but and I predict Duchesne to move up and to the second line. But he can, I think Duchesne could play both. But I, I would prefer Duchesne on the power play uh, versus Ben. But we'll see. And then that fourth line is uh, the newcomer Sam Steele on the left. Uh, Radic Foxa and Ty Delandria, who's a fine depth player. 
Uh, it's pretty pretty good fourth line, all things considered. Um, so, as it stands, I can't. I don't see them moving up or down in the standings. I think they finish in the same spot. Colorado, maybe adding too many players will affect that, but I I just don't see it. Colorado just added Thomas Tatar, uh, so we'll see where he fits in that lineup. But <clears throat> I think. Colorado's got too much depth on the offense. They've got a lot of depth on the defense as far as scoring defensemen. Dallas lacks that. So I think that's the dividing line there. This Dallas lineup should do very well. I don't think that's um, breaking news by any means. Um, I just, I think with the newcomers, let's let's highlight the newcomers, of course. Um, Well, Matthew Shane in particular. Um, he put up 22 goals last year. Uh, he, he played 71 games, so not not a huge year for him. But the previous year, he had 40 plus goals, uh, 43 to be exact. So it's not like he's he's not going to just drop off a cliff. He had, he had 56 points in total last year, so not horrible. But you know, he's playing for a a team that was trending down. Played a lot of young guys. Um, just a, a kind of a a team in transition, I would say. Um, so, kind of a weird spot for a guy like Duchesne, who's you know at this point wants to play for a contender. <clears throat> not sure how much you know the mental side leaked in there, but that's not for me to say. He signed a one-year deal with Dallas. Now he'll look to fill that Max Domi role. The third, you know, third line right wing next to Tyler Sagan. But like I said before, I think he moves up. He's still a crafty player, great playmaker, still really elite shot, uh, elite wrister, super accurate. Um, but I think he moves up, takes Jimmy Ben's role uh, on the power play at least. Um, so I think the things you would be looking for is if Jamie Ben regresses even further or if Evgeny Dadunov is simply ineffective. Um, Dadunov had a pretty good playoffs, um, really high shooting percentage and <clears throat> still has good speed. Um, but uh, I like... I like I like just I'm just imagining the pairing of Duchesne and Wyatt Johnston. And I... I I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but, uh, you know, Johnson's only 19, put up 41 points last year. Extremely impressive. Uh, hands, shot, uh, ice awareness, and, and so forth. So <clears throat> I, I project Matthew Shane to put up 65 points around there. Um, if he does move up to play with uh, Wyatt Johnson, I, I think that 65 points is going to look like and like look like a complete joke um he'll easily suppress that johnson's like i said a good playmaker and then <coughs> excuse me you've either got jamie ben or dad on the other side who both jamie ben and dad are you know pass first players in my book um or do not mind deferring um i guess i should say um so I think there's 
points to be had, lots of points to be had on that second line. And if I'm, you know, making the lineup, which I'm not, I think uh, Duchesne can fit right in there. Sam Steele and Craig Smith, I, I'm not really going to focus on as far as fantasy. <clears throat> They're not very relevant at this point. You know, some big, some big points here and there, but uh, if we're talking fantasy, not really worth rostering. And like I said, Pouliot on the defense, not even projected to make the roster or the lineup. So, um, Matt Duchesne's the focal point here. Could be a real difference maker in that lineup. Um, <coughs> and, uh, yeah, so high hopes again with this championship window still in sight. Um, going to be very tough, obviously, it's the NHL, but... Colorado is still there, and the West, the West and the, uh, or the Pacific in the West, um, very deep. So I, not gonna say they're not gonna make it back to the conference finals, but um, uphill battle if they don't change this defensive lineup at all and don't get a real backup goalie. But um, yeah, so that's been the Dallas Stars again. Matthew Shane, big addition. Uh, probably going to be a guy who's rostered heavily be- due to the new team, a contending team, and hopefully in an um, elevated role as uh, the season rolls on. So pay attention to that. I'll try to come out with some uh, rankings uh, in the next week or so. So uh, you'll get a uh, physical look at where I actually view uh, Matt Shane amongst the hundreds of others um, that have joined new teams but uh, yeah thanks for listening again follow sports ethos we got a bunch of football basketball hockey bunch of sports stuff just rolling out every day so um, yep thanks again and uh, we'll see you next time